welcome to the Keys of the Game podcast. I am your host JT and joining me as he does every time is my co-host Mike Reed. How are you doing? Evening. Yeah, good. Thank you. Jolly good. Well, now that the All-Star weekend is finally over. Thank God. Yeah. It just needs to be put out to pasture for like a year or so or just drastically change it to make it more watchable. It, it's, it's for the kids. But yeah. it also sucks. It's kids and marketing. Yeah. yeah. So we probably won't be talking about that in this podcast. Yeah. There'll be other outlets for all-star talk. This is probably not one of them. Yeah. Given, that I, given, given that I watched two minutes of it, you're probably similar. Yeah. What I saw, yeah, I, I wished I had not seen it. Can't be unseen. Um, <laughs> I feel the same way. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, first topic that I thought I'd bring up after sort of looking through the records the last couple of days. One thing that did catch my eye was road records in the NBA. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting you say that because it's that's a really pertinent thing in this stretch run, isn't it? Because it becomes very relevant and, and a bit of a pointer to performers and non-performers come playoffs, right? So yes. probably quite a good time to take stock of something like this. Indeed. Okay, so in the Eastern Conference, there are five teams with winning road road records. Could you name those five teams or any of the five? So, in preparation of this, <laughs> said to me, don't don't look at the you know don't look at the te- don't look at the records, don't look at the road records, and I haven't. I didn't bring that up for that reason. So, saying that there's five teams out of the fifteen that have winning winning records only five on the road yeah i'll just double check yeah only so, five in the east okay okay so i mean clearly there'll be a couple of teams at the top with good with records such that they pretty much can't help but have a winning record so probably so so boston yep uh milwaukee yep um probably thinking because you've asked this there's a roughie in there um, which we wouldn't expect. So, by virtue of good record, I will say Philadelphia. Yeah, those are the first three in order. Those are the first three in order. Who else could have a winning record on the road? Um, Miami. So got, no. Is it? No. Miami are uh, so 13 get, and 17 on the road. Okay. So, let's I get a couple of strikes. Um, on the road. So there's only two more teams, yes. Miami are in seventh. Miami are in seventh. I mean, part of me just wants to read the top five in the standing. So for some, something's telling me it's not Cleveland. Is it Brooklyn? It's not Cleveland. They are the same as Miami. And yes, it is Brooklyn. They're 16 is, and 13. Yes, yeah, I guess Brooklyn, not Cleveland. So yeah. that was right. So Brooklyn's one of them. Can't be any other day. I mean, is it? There's only one more team. And I can't even... Give any non-subtle hints. Well, you gave me one hint and that it wasn't Cleveland. So Cleveland has a losing record, obviously, yes. away. So that... Is it the Knicks? It is the New York Knicks. Okay. Who the fuck is Tingus Pingus? Yeah. Hey, look, there's no props for getting that. I mean, it's, ultimately, it's five of the top six, but it's somewhat surprising about Cleveland there. Eh? Hmm. Well, they, um, they, they sit fourth, 38-23, Miami a seventh, 32-27. Both share so the I, same uh, road record. 
but Cleveland are 25 and 6 at home, the Heat are 19 and 10. Okay, I've just brought up the page now so I can see it. Yeah, 13 and 17 on the road, 25 and 6 at home, Cavs. Interesting, eh? What do, I mean, what what do you think that says? Uh, obviously, they're going to be aiming for home court playoffs, right? And I would mm. I would suspect I'll get it. Probably. Can they get into the top three? Yeah, maybe. But I think they're probably a hard or beat injury away from getting into third spot. Yeah. Yeah, probably and... more so an Embiid than a Harden. Um, honestly, I'd, I'd probably see Brooklyn falling away, maybe to eighth or ninth. Yeah, it's pretty close yeah, between cause... those. I don't know. I don't know. Ninth is Washington at forty-eight percent winning. Brooklyn is fifty-eight. That would have to be quite a turnaround. But Cleveland, look, they get if they get home court in the first round, clearly they're and actually looking at the home records is this quarter gap between the top four at home they're extremely dangerous at home they're better than the 76ers at home they're better than the Celtics at home record wise anyway, or, yeah. or about or approximately equal but um, yeah so the worry could become especially given that it's a particularly poor road record I've got no idea why that is I don't know if their schedule is skewed in any way to this point yeah. probably not because it's so what if, so what if they played 61 games so they got 21 to go yeah, only twenty. They do so seem to have played a heavy games. front schedule. Yeah, they have because Philly's played four less games. Yeah, so a betting man might say Cleveland will stay right there in fourth. Actually, I mean it certainly has the potential makings of that. Do you I'd think probably that... see Sorry, you know, have... the Knicks have obviously been a little bit more frisky lately, going six and four in the last ten on a three-game. Uh, winning streak heading into the break. They pass Brooklyn into fifth. Do yeah, the, the Knicks and Miami fight it out for fifth and sixth? All going well, all things considered. And then you just have Brooklyn, Atlanta, Washington, and Toronto rounding out the plan. You seem fairly certain about Brooklyn dropping down out of uh, and into the plan. I'm not so sure. I like the group. I, I, I trust me, I do like the players in the group. Like, I think it could be interesting, but I just I don't think they have enough across the board for them to genuinely be in the top six. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think just going player for player against some of the other teams is like, there's no, no way that no they, they don't should have remain the top like end. This. They yeah. don't have the top end, but they do have pretty good balance and depth. But they're definitely a playoff playing team. I think I could safely say that's almost a lot. Almost a lot that they'll make the play-in. Well, you know, be in the top six or at least be in the play-in. But that's it. Oh, oh gosh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're superior. Even this version of the Nets is superior than the Wizards and the Raptors by some by some distance. Yeah, I, th- I think maybe not some distance, but I think they're I think they're superior. And whoever would have thought they would have been better than the Atlanta Hawks? Well, <laughs> not so much them, but I think the fact that the Hawks are behind teams like the Knicks, and you know Trey Young's got another coach fired, so yep. will they get that new coach bump, <laughs> or is it? kind of a bit more terminal there than than any kind of coaching change would amend. Well, I mean, 
whoever they hire, if they don't even last a year and a half, then there's a there's one problem and it has to go. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you could deal them, but with all these picks that the likes of Utah and OKC have, it's like hmm? <laughs> slim pickers. You know, taking it back to the road record thing, even though Cleveland do have a losing record on the road, there there has just been that little bit of separation with those top four in yeah. there. And they, you know, they've just sort of separated themselves from the group enough. Yeah. Last 10, Boston means 7-3, and three, Bucks are on a 10-game streak. They've actually won 12 in a row. In the Sixers, seven and three, and the Cavs eight and two, having lost one. Sixers on a four-game win streak. Yeah, and they've made some of those roster tweaks. You know, Mm. whether it's Kevin Love or even some of the other teams, a couple of little sort of fringe-type moves as they gear up for that final run. But I, I I don't think that'll. I don't think there's anything big enough on the horizon. You know, like um, buyout signings or anything like that that would alter. Or shift that top four. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> I yeah. From what's available, I don't see how it enhances any of them, based on what they have already. But how much help is there in that market, really? Well, there was a list of names that I did see. It sounded like players like Lamarcus Aldridge, Aldridge are looking for a, a team. You know, technically names like John Wall, Kemba Walker, but I, no, no, thank you. Yeah. You know, I, I would just on that, I, I read a list of players who were technically still out there. Not all of them were actively looking for teams, but it did make me realize just how many veterans and former All Stars just vanished from the league last year. With you, you know, it's funny when you think you don't really think about them when they're gone, but like Rondo, gone, yeah. Millsap, um, yeah. Aldridge, all these guys. There was actually quite a long list of, I was like, oh yeah. What happened to that guy? What happened to that guy? What happened yeah. to that guy? It's all these Hassan guys. Hassan Whiteside. <laughs> yeah, Hassan Whiteside. I know. I know. Nothing much, and they've got all their flaws, but they're just they're just gone, just like that. Like, what are they doing? They're just gone. Yeah, well, it's, it is very strange, but such is life, I guess. The NBA life. Anyway, yeah. did you have uh, Western Conference road records? I do. Yeah. So we have. How many have winning records on the road? I believe this was the one that really piqued my interest on this yeah. particular subject. Yeah. All right. How many do? How many? How many do you think have a winning record in the Western Conference? Um, I'm going to say four because the East is just better. So yeah. I'm going to say might be three. I'll say four. Well, you were close. Yeah. It's two. Two. Do you want to have Not a guess who surprising. those two are? Okay. Winning records on the road. Yeah. Uh, well, Denver. No. They have 500. Oh, they're 500. Is that a Is 500 14 and 14. Is that a, that's a winning record? Yeah. No, nah, that's a... I don't know. Who knows? Nah, that's that's fifty fifty. So it's not it's not one of the okay. Okay, no, it's not Memphis because I watch all their games and this shit on the road. Okay, my guess is the Golden State. Wait, no, it's not. They're dreadful on the road. I'm joking. Um, they're as bad as the Grizzlies on the road. Eleven and yeah, seventeen. They're worse than the Grizzlies. Aren't the Warriors like one of the worst 
Um, oh, wait, no, sorry. I was looking at Oklahoma. They're 7-22, and 22, the Warriors. <laughs> Lol. Yeah, okay, so who's winning on the road? So remember what you said with 50? Grizzlies, I know they don't. I'll, I'll say the Clippers, because I know they're not shit at home. Ding, 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 and, ding. Oh, really? Okay. 18-15. My rationale for that was because they're, they're not an amazing team. The LA Clippers' home is never a, a big thing, and they've got a decent yeah. record, so they must have a decent road record. So, okay. Yeah, 15-13 so at home, 18-15 on the road. And you're saying one more has a has a winning road record. Yes. Yeah. They've been a bit shaky in the last little bit. Um, I was going to say the Suns, but they haven't been shaky in the last little bit, so not them. Uh, uh, probably the Kings? Ding, ding, ding. 15 and 13. 15 and 13. Both teams bit... sit third and fourth, respectively, in the West. Third and fourth. So those are the teams winning road records. Yep. Kings are 32 and 25 in the third. Clippers are mm. uh, thirty-three and twenty-eight and fourth. Yeah, the Clippers so, one doesn't su- doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I was I was thinking about the Suns because you know they've had some weird shit going on and you know with their ownership and the team and just all that's going on with them. So I wondered if maybe their home record wasn't so good and maybe yeah. they're a little decent on the road, but clearly that's not the case. And they just brought up the page now. And them snagging KD. Yeah, I mean. I really like Michael Bridges. Oh, yeah. But obviously, you have the chance to get Kevin Durant. You're selling your soul to get it done. We're not re- selling your soul would be getting rid of Booker. So, what, Well, I mean, yeah, within sort of the realms of rational thinking, not just going, take everything. <laughs> but yeah, you know I think I mean, it was like... a good... I mean, to send Michael Bridges and see what he's doing, you could tell he was... Needing, almost needing a slightly bigger role was the way and, that he's and the Suns checked on. Yes, and the Suns weren't winning winning it with their current group. Correct. And they're going all in for the title, and I think that that that's a that's a ballsy thing, and I think it should be applauded. Yep. Because so I, I, they, I mean, they have a nearly nearly washed Chris Paul, Booker, uh, what Durant. Hayton, it's not bad. And what, Tory Craig, maybe? Yeah, I'd say Tory Craig. It's probably the right yeah. the right player next to them. Yeah. I love watching Tory Craig play when I can. Former Wellington State. Yeah. Do you know that? Wellington State. Well, no, Wellington, he played for the Saints. Oh, yes, I do remember that he did play yeah. for the Saints. Yeah. Because didn't he play for the Taipans? Taipans mm, or Adelaide? Oh, well, yeah. Like that. Yeah. 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 He did. He played over there. Terence Ferguson played for Adelaide or something as well. Yeah. Whatever happened to Terence Ferguson? Out the league, just like former breaker RJ Hampton. Yeah. I kind of chuckled yeah. to myself. The amount of money that people would have spent to in the card game, getting RJ oh. Hampton <laughs> cards. I feel sorry for you, but I love the passion. I gotta say. I, I that move did not surprise me. Um, yeah. I've just tried no, it. I forgot yeah. to look it up today because uh, I saw a tweet, something along the lines of that RJ Hampton being waived. And it was something to do with Denver, and like, like they pulled a good one on Orlando. 
because I can't remember what the trade was around. Well, it was the Aaron Gordon trade. That's Gary right. Harris, RJ Hampton, Aaron Gordon. I don't. I can't remember what else was involved. But yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's all. Yeah, I know. It's always a red flag when a team gives up on a first round pick that early, uh, which they did. And then I know that he Hampton's shown a couple of little flashes earlier this season, but they're just random little flashes when guys are out. I, I'm not. I'm not. I haven't been convinced at all since day one that he's an NBA player. Um, I, I really don't. I don't. I don't think he is. Yeah, maybe an end of the bench guy, but struggling oh. to even consider him a rotation player. He can't shoot. He's shaky in so many areas. He's yes, he's quite quick. Uh, but if he's going to be an end of, end of the bench guy, and he needs to shoot forty high forties. Yeah, and I'm afraid he's not your guy. He's caught. He's not a point guard. He's not a two guard. He's not. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. I don't see it. Maybe yeah. Dante Exum two point Well, he is. Yeah, and he might lead the breakers in scoring next year. Perhaps. So I guess that's... Because I see uh, in, in the G League, I do see that he, you know, because of stats. Mm. So I don't know, he'll be overseas. No doubt. So I guess that uh, brings us to the end of the road record section. Yeah. A little bit of chat there. Um, so what have you got as the next topic? It was just some of the transaction stuff. And we've, we already touched on them just by virtue of that conversation, like the RJ Hamm transaction. Mm. Um, you know, there's a couple that I wanted to touch on. Um, I see that, like, Kevin Love going to Miami. I'm not sure it's a game change. It's not really, it's obviously not a game-changing move, but I, I mean, I, I do like it of all the options that were potentially out there. Um, well, I mean, it gives, got, it gives the Heat a bit more of what they need in terms of three-point shooting. I mean, at it least does, we know if, if he's missing a game that is not because of injury, it's just because he's in Miami. <laughs> yeah, and I think he's got a chance to play 15, 20 minutes consistently. I, really do. I mean, he was thriving in that type of role last season with Cleveland. And even earlier this season. And yeah. I was just a bit confused. So, do you know, when I saw that, because I didn't watch a, I'd see a few of the games, but if I was checking the box scores or even watching it, I used to think, is he injured? I just assumed. I actually initially thought he was injured. But they were just straight the CDs, which yeah. was surprising because earlier on in the season when I watched them, he was playing quite a lot and, quite frankly, playing reasonably well. Yeah. But as soon as they got a couple of guys back, he just completely fell out of the rotation and hadn't played for a yeah. while. He, he also signed the bald eagle. Cody Zeller? Correct. <laughs> Has he been... Has he been in the league this, this season? Uh, I mean, I believe he was, wasn't he waived by Utah? I guess it's oh. an understandable move at some point. Zeller, uh, I can't even, I've gotten, I feel bad that I have no memory of Cody Zeller this season. Yeah, Sorry. I had nothing. I'm just having a look here. Uh, yeah, no, like... I have no recollection. The other one, um, I do like the, I do like the Nuggets signing Reggie Jackson. Yeah. That, that's 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 a reasonable move. I was a little surprised that he that the that the Clips waived him. I was not surprised they waived John Wall. My God, no, is, I, I'm not surprised in that either. It's completely cooked. I told I told you that a year and you a did. half ago. Dude's completely completely cooked. 
Um, so I like Reggie Jackson going to the Nuggets. It's bizarre to me that the Clippers chose Westbrook. Yeah, I just, I, I, I just, I just can't fathom it. It's just incredible yeah, to me that. <laughs> just is that true? They only do it. That surely that I mean Paul George it's is to appease Paul George. I know. What a terrible signing! Yeah. Sorry, Westbrook fans, if you exist, but like I'm pretty sure Lakers fans. I'd like to think Lakers fans would have driven Russ to the airport for that trade. Not that I think the only obviously he's going to leave, are, but yeah. The only people who are real amped up about that signing, uh, if you just superficially follow the NBA, and sometimes you'll see, oh, he had 18, 8 and 8 off the bench. Forget the numbers. Forget the numbers. Yes, sometimes the, the numbers look okay, but I'm telling you, if you watch the games over a consistent period of time, this dude is... Is terrible. He's not helping whatsoever. He's a he's a negative negative player. So I, d- I just can't believe that the Clippers would do that, and and they deserve everything they get that comes with it. Yeah, it's yeah. Did they get rid of Reggie? Did I mean, did, yeah. Well, essentially, yes. Were they worried that they Reggie might have like had a go? Worried about what? Sorry. <laughs> if like they may they may have got a little bit too frisky in trainings with each other. Well, it just I don't know. Well, I mean, they Obviously they didn't like each other. Joke, but yeah, they, yeah, yeah. I mean, they didn't like each other back in the OKC days. That's right. That that's that. There's quite a well known thing there. Reggie Jackson thought he should be starting ahead of him. Um, yeah. But it just made me laugh because Paul George was the one who was pining for Reggie Jackson before yeah. they signed him. Oh. He's, and then they did. They signed him to appease him. And actually, Jackson had some good moments. He did. But he hasn't fallen away considerably, but still yeah. Westbrook, I don't think. Uh, you know, I, I'm looking at, having looked at the other remaining signings and looking through them as but they've come through the last couple Patrick of days. Patrick Beverly to the Bulls. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they obviously knew that Lonzo was done. Yeah. That's probably not a sign that has really any impact on anything. Although it was funny to see him say that he had the choice between, he claims he had the choice between the, them and the Warriors yeah. and chose the Bulls because basically <laughs> he's not weak. Can you imagine having Patrick Beverly and Draymond Green on the same team? Jesus Christ, I'd hate to play against that. Well, I'd rather have seen him go to Golden State so that a potential matchup with the Grizz because I do think that he harasses some of those guys and it's kind of fun and yeah. So from that point of view, because I well, don't think, I think much. I think the real question of what you just said is who doesn't Patrick Beverly harass on a basketball court? <laughs> I, no, I know. <laughs> it's just a bit more of that, bit more of the storyline around him in Memphis. Because if you go yeah. back to the Minnesota series and yeah. a couple of games against the Lakers as well, but I so really far the other that series, is... I might go back and watch oh, it again. Yeah, that was that was good. It was a great series. It was a good fun. Were you? I know something that really struck a chord with you in terms of signings. Yeah. Was Terry Taylor two-way to the Bulls? Terry Taylor, your biological brother. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah huge. Not huge. I don't know. Is there anything bigger than um, the 76ers disingenuously signing Mac McClung to a two-way that he'll never set foot on the NBA court so he can yeah. participate in the dunk contest? <laughs> well, the cynic in me says yes. <laughs> <laughs> You got the semi says, 
maybe he can play. But really, yeah. Okay, I've got an under the radar one, and and it, the fact that it's taken this long to get to it just uh, proves that it is quite under the radar. I don't know if you agree. I'll be interested with Suns signing Terence Ross. I I literally was scrolling down the transaction transaction page and yeah. I saw him and I saw one other player. Don't there say Danny similar, Green. No, there are similar elk, but two different ends in terms of offense and defense. Is the defensive guy? It's Justin Holiday signing with the Mavs and. As you said as well, Terence Ross signing with the Suns. I think that uh, yeah. probably does more for the Suns. Yeah, but, I like that for the Suns. Yeah. yeah. I like I like Dallas getting Justin Holiday. Yeah, yeah. They needed a guy like that, basically, because mm. they lost a couple of guys um in trades and I think he's gonna get he's gonna get some run. They need somebody like that, especially to offset the you know, the offensively heavy backcourt that they now have. Yep. I like it. I like Okay. But yeah, I think Terence Ross Terence Ross will have some you know, playoff defining type moments. Mm. And who do you think Stanley Johnson signs with next? No one. Sure? Yeah. What for the rest of the season or uh, Detroit? <laughs> <laughs> well they actually signed RJ Hat they snaffled Hampton. Who did? Was it? Did you say Detroit signed RJ Hampton? Really? I think they may have been looking at him. Okay. Oh, I don't I just, know. Just a little Google search on the interwebs. Yeah, I, I, I must say I hadn't heard that. I don't know who they dropped, but um, yeah, look, I, I guess, I guess you know, when you're in a position like Detroit, yeah, RJ Hampton decide, set to sign with Pistons after buyout okay. from Magic. Look, I, hey, look. We made fun of it, or I made fun of it, him, yeah. <laughs> just moments ago. But, you, you know, if you're a team like Detroit, you, these are guys, they were top picks, right? First round picks. What's the harm? And, and essentially giving an extended, an extended tryout. Like right? Kevin, like, knows, got what Kevin Knox got. Well, yeah, yeah. Basically, guys who were high picks, you, you roll the dice. Is it a situational type thing? Here's an extended trial um, with less pressure, mm. and let's and let's see what you got. So yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I think it's a very fair roll of the dice. What do you think about the signing by the Sixers, getting Dwayne Deadman as a backup? I mean, I, I actually liked Deadman. Yeah, I do or, too. Or more specifically, I liked him a couple ago. I'm not sure oh, how yeah. much I like him now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Some backup minutes, you know, not exactly going to be getting a bum, but obviously not as I'll great a version. I like it because it's not Montrezl Harrell. <sighs> I think, uh, yeah, he is so the I do one like playing the area. NBA that I hear his name and I'm triggered, kind of like you are with don't the say boy web. Oh, don't even say it. <laughs> hey, isn't he? Did I hear right that he was suggesting that? Like the government produced the bad weather as a distraction to implement stuff, and that's why the weather was. I, didn't, wasn't I, it? Yeah, I, I saw some tweet that someone shared, and it was yeah. it was almost verbatim what you said, but what was I saw it? in this tweet. Um, but I just I just retweeted the tweet. It's like 
don't do drugs. <laughs> yeah, blokes. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Been not yeah, so much. Um, yeah, yeah. Fuck that. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> triggered by Mondra's arrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's another name to trigger: DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> Why is Zeke Nagy not playing more over him? Oh, well, I, I don't know. I, anybody, you know? What about yeah. Moses Brown, who's out there now? He can grab a rebound. Unless he's been signed by anybody. I'm, I'm not too sure, but he was waived. Yeah. Um, God, Tony Bradley, I'd take anybody over. Oh, yeah. This poor situation. Anyway, that, that's all I had for some of the signings. It's just a little flurry post-all stuff. Um, so just going to touch on those. Excellent. Well, I guess that brings us into the last one that we wanted to talk about was uh, thoughts on sort of rankings where your teams might finish rolling in, into the playoff. Yeah, I was interested in in each conference. Uh, so if Should we, we start with the West first? Yeah, start the West. Give me give me two teams, one or two teams that you think could be, identify a riser and or a faller. One or two teams per conference. Uh, over the, right. Particularly, yeah. you know, with the focus on these net last... 20 to 25 games. Who do you think is liable to make that jump, jump up a little, or to really drop down? Yeah. And not not on purpose. So teams that mm. not you know aren't going to purposely drop out, but teams who may not intend to, as such. And in the case of a drop, yeah. risers well, or fallers. It's hard to go past the Lakers with how they've retooled. Um, so you you're predicting them to to jump up? Yeah, I, to jump up and. Probably, probably as high as maybe eight spot. Anywhere between eight to twenty, eight to ten. You, you, you are crazy. I am crazy. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm, I'm picking that they make the play-in. Okay, okay. How about this? They either be somewhere between eight to ten. If they make eight, as per your prediction, I will shout you. A quarter, a quarter pack a day for a week. All right. <laughs> if they make eight, now you owe me many, many quarter packs from over the years, so it really, so it really just balance it out. So I wouldn't be giving. Well, a you shit, know, but... But, but you keep refusing them because you keep bringing back some food poisoning incident from 1997. That's true. Though. <laughs> Shout out to um, what is it, Matter Matter? Cambridge Cam- KFC. Yeah. Oh man. I think my pukes, my puke's still on the walls there. <laughs> so yeah, I'm picking. I'm picking eight. Lakers all right, if they make eight, all jokes aside, if they make eight, it's quarter pack on me for a while, seven days. All yours. <laughs> Does it come with a Jenny Craig subscription afterwards? <laughs> I don't know if it's a quarter. What's the one where it comes with a Mario bar and everything? I mean, not that I know. It's, but I'm just saying. It's the, old, like, oh, we, you know. it's the ultimate quarter pack because I fucking hate coleslaw, but I think we're getting a bit sidetracked with <laughs> the Lord anyway, Colonel Sanders chat. It's great. If food. that happens, if, if that happens, there's some KFC on there. I can't yeah. see that happening. But uh, but people are so you know it's not a it's not a completely out of the box out of you know prediction because well, there are some people who are saying this. OKC okay, so are in tenth. I imagine yeah. they can drop a bit. Utah Jazz are in 11th. They're going to drop. Yep. It's basically, getting it, back? It's, I mean, does that make them better? I, I don't. I don't see them better than any other team, other than maybe the Kings if they don't sort of get back on an even keel. Um, 
yeah, only really see Thunder and Jazz moving down. The Lakers maybe taking the tenth spot in a in a shootout with Portland maybe, which would push obviously Thunder and the Jazz down to twelfth um, and thirteenth. So I, could, I think the Suns go up. I think the Suns probably move up to third. Suns move up to third with obviously the addition of Durantula. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, when it came to the Slim Western Reaper. Conference, <laughs> Reaper, yeah. when it came to the Western Conference for me, part of me wanted to identify the group as a faller, and they've mm. already been falling, yeah. but they've maintained their spot. But I do, I do think that Stephen Adams is massive for them, and he is going to come back. Yeah. So I won't pick them. So actually, it became, believe it or not, a toss-up between the Timberwolves and OKC. And not as major rises, but just, I didn't, I think they'll rise. It's, for the Timberwolves, Edwards has just been, it, it must been out of the Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just think adding Conley in place of D'Angelo Russell. I mean, if we, if you didn't it, know that the Timberwolves is Anthony Edwards' team. Well, it is now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but and, and Towns is going to come back. Yeah. And obviously that may not fully work, or it might. You know, and if it does, I think they're going to rise. The other five one, and five in their last ten. Yeah, yeah. So I, I know I'm, I'm trying to not pick somebody obvious. Like it's, mm. you might say it's obvious that the Suns are rising. But that, that gives them. I mean, that brings to. I mean, Timberwolves are thirty-one and thirty, so they're above five hundred by one game. Um, yeah. Bringing Towns back. But uh, just, the other team, yeah. I really. Oh, sorry, bringing Towns back. You're just about to say. Bring, yeah, I just. I wouldn't, be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they maybe rose one spot or stayed where they were. Or where they are, sorry. Yeah, that's, I, just, I, that's my thoughts. I can see them rising too. Basically, I'm saying a riser out of the plan and into the top six. Into six. It, I was, and the other one that I really thought about was Oklahoma because, you know, they're one of those teams where maybe a month or two ago it's like, there's a lot of debate. Should they tank or should they go for it? If they have accepted that this season is a playoff season, right? If they say, right, mm. we're, we're, we're going for the playoffs, then I think they can rise. Possibly not. I think six. so, too. Probably not, probably not to six. Although I won't be surprised know. if they passed Minnesota. Yes. Things don't work Same. out too well. Exactly. So, you know what I mean? Like, if they say, all right, we're, we're doing this. Shay, Giddy, and then they play majority of the games out the rest of the season. Then why couldn't they rise to seventh and threaten yeah. six? Those are my worry about Yeah, I I definitely absolutely positively do not choose the Lakers. Um, but I just keep an eye out for the Thunder and T Wolves. Mm. And you know, a rough third choice is the Grizzlies to continue to drop. But I'm going to say that our. You know, I mean, obviously, theory will prevent that. I love Luka Doncic. Yes. Do the Mavericks move up, down, or stay the same with more games with Kyrie and how their roster has changed? I think they'll stay about the same. And partly that's due to the... There's a, figure, there's a bit of a figuring out process. Not just for Luca and Kyrie, but the team as a whole. Yeah. They still have um, yeah. the uh, the Wizards' money heist Bertans to come back. And <laughs> well, also Clarkson yeah. um, Kleber. Yeah, he's he isn't he's closer to coming back than not, right? Yeah, 
I think I read something today that um, he's really close, but it just yeah, not yeah, it's not too far away. I'm pretty sure I heard Bam McMahon say that he was reasonably close. Hell, if Bam McMahon said it, then it's got to be true. Then I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Eastern Conference to finish up to wind us up here. Do you have a riser or a faller or both in the East? Riser or faller or both. I will. I'm gonna. I want to go. Hawks to drop. Ooh. Okay. Hawks to drop. Maybe to tenth spot. They're currently in eighth. They're twenty nine and thirty. Raptors are twenty eight and thirty one. Also have their share of problems bubbling away. So you reckon they'll hang on to the play in? I think that's the right call because if you look, Bulls, Pacers, Magic, Hornets, Pistons, they want no part of the playoffs. It just, yeah. I mean, as much as I love watching Torres Halliburton and Miles Turner play, it just, yeah. Yeah. Not this year. Um, Riser. I think that's a a good candidate. Yeah. Um, So by virtue of that, Wizards would go up. Eight. Um, it's probably not a hot take, but Milwaukee to be one seed. Ooh, so you'll remember from well, I don't know if you remember, but in the last podcast, I my feeling was is that we have our number one seeds and they'll stay that way. Mm-hmm. That was one of the early things in the podcast, and I think that's which we both sort of agreed on. Yeah, I think it's because I know I know it's and even I said I'm not exactly going some crazy limb saying that, but. And I think Denver's there, but since that podcast, Milwaukee has just closed up a little bit of the ground, and now they're half a game behind. Yeah. I Twelve. still think the Celtics will hold it, but hey, no, the Bucks have made a move on it. But Giannis is probably going to miss one or two games, depending on uh, treatment with the wrist. Right. So, not that I think that the Bucks can't beat anybody even without Giannis. It just not a good start. See, Joe Ingles has been annoying people again. <laughs> yeah, if he's playing, he's annoying people. Yeah. Such a super niggler. Yeah, we just love to at niggle him. people. It's yeah. feel niggled by what he looks like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, who um, are your risers, fallers, or both? All right. Okay, so I've got Miami as, as a riser. Yeah, you reckon? Yeah. Yeah, I think they'll get into fifth. Yeah. So you reckon they jump the Knicks and spit the Nets out the bat? Yeah. Yeah. I think the Heat will. I think I've got the Heat as rises. I just, you know, because they're that franchise that they always want to, I don't know, they're always going for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sign, you know, the signing of Kevin Love indicates that. And yeah. I'd all, um, by saying that, I'm also banking on a little bit more of uh, consistent health for the key guys. Adebayo's been pretty consistent, but. If yeah. you just get a, you know, I would think, I know they choose to load load manage at times, but, um, you know, I'm sure their goal, their preference would be to get at least 80% of these games, of the remaining games, with their full lineup. And, mm. you know, I think that is going, and I, I think that's going to produce a, a regular playoff spot, so not in the play-in. I think they'd want to avoid the play-in. I think they'd be vulnerable in a play-in. Um, so I've got them as a riser. Yes, that means bumping 
Brooklyn, no disrespect to them. I really like the group that they have currently, but it's you know, a little less um, overall talented. The Knicks, yeah, hey, look, maybe that means Brooklyn going out of seven. The Knicks staying where they are and lying ahead up. So that's, I mean, that's all I have. I've got no problem as luck. I'm not saying I'm calling it now, but I think those top seven, you know, any sort of rearrangement between the, the Heat and the Knicks for fifth and sixth and Brooklyn at seven. Yeah. Those are probably the, well, I think they are the most sort of definitive playoff teams in the East right now in terms of how they've been playing record-wise because they look down, eighth down. I mean... Well, they have broken into they have broken into little groups because you've got the top four, and then between four and five, Cleveland and Brooklyn, there is a two and a half game gap. Then you've got that Brooklyn Knicks Heat, which are very very close together, mm. and then there's another little line of delineation because after the Heat, the Hawks are three games back, and then the Hawks, Wizards, and Raptors are close together again, and then after the Raptors, there's a clear bottom five, I think. So they've got these little subgroups. And I, and I don't, you're right. I don't think there's going to be a hell of a lot of movement around. There could be a little movement between eight and ten. They might switch positions around, um, and some of that might just purely depend on remaining schedule. Mm. So it is, it is a little bit of a tricky one. So really, the only thing I'm seeing is a movement within that subgroup, and that's the heat to move up into fifth. And then that yeah. would mean them against the Cavs. And we talked about road records. Yes, Cleveland, Cleveland would have home court, but you couldn't rule out the heat with a chance. I'd like to see that series, actually. Do, so, do the Bulls have any chance of making the plan? No. 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 None. No. Imagine, imagine seeing is? a road... No, I, I, don't, I don't really think so. I think there is but sinking ship. Imagine... At some point in the game, you see a rotation of Patrick Beverly, Alex Caruso, DeMar DeRozan, and you think, shooting threes here. Levine. Well, let's just say Levine wasn't obviously on the floor at the time. Oh. Oh, he's, well. Yeah, just the, the yeah. thought of a rotation that may or may not happen. You know, I, I picture they're a leaky boat, but the holes aren't like these huge gaping holes. There's just a few mm. leaks, and the water's slowly coming in. Yeah. And they're sinking, but they're sinking slowly. You know, it's not like they've hit a giant iceberg. They've just clipped a couple of things on the way through, and they've got a couple of little holes. <laughs> and the thing yeah. is that those holes were small, and people yeah, didn't realize. Wounds. <laughs> yeah, and fans didn't. Their fans didn't really realize it straight away. They were like, "That's mm. weird. How come the boat's sitting a little bit low on the water?" And other people were like, "No, they're... yeah, <laughs> there's some holes in it. You fools." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now they're like, "Fuck." Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they're trying to, Everybody panic. Trying to, they're try, yeah, they're trying to bail out of the water, but it's too late. You know, I'm, I'm afraid it's too late. You're gonna have to lose some bodies, so yeah. you know, boot. <laughs> See yeah. ya. Improved yeah. numbers this season, but it just it doesn't work. He's one of those guys. Numbers versus impact. Yeah, I've always felt that way about him. Good stats, bad team. He's not a. He's not a. He's not. He's not a bad player. Obviously. Yeah. He's not a bad player, but there is a little bit of Hollis to some of them. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah, I think he requires quite a perfect fit, and it just hasn't, it just hasn't clicked. And the Lonzo thing certainly doesn't help. Uh, it's really uh, sad today. I read that he, you know we find out that he's out for the season, and that was 
seems inevitable, but mm. it really sucks because I think that'd be Doesn't obviously be better with him. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's going a while back, but watching sort of the first part of what was it last season with all the signings the ball made, having Lonzo and everyone was playing healthy, they actually they look quite quite decent. Yeah, and I think we said on one of our very uh, maybe the first podcast or second one, or maybe it was one with Aiden. Like, I thought that Lonzo Ball was pretty awful for the Pelicans, but yes. he 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 showed it's like he sort of gained a bit of that spark back that mm. initially with the Bulls. So it was, and that made that this injury that just much more frustrating. It's a, it's a shame, but uh, but it is what it is, and it doesn't change the fact that they are. Yeah. yeah. They're going to finish. Uh, they're getting a, a good lottery pick. Did you like Eric Gordon going back to the Clippers? I do. I do. It's just that, and I like some of their other additions as well. Like, you know, but it just to me, the Westbrook thing just overshadowed it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that aside, decent work. Yeah, absolutely. This, I, I'm really not. The Bones Highland thing is weird because obviously it's a bit of a red flag if that. If what you're hearing is correct out of Denver, that he just kind of thought he was the best player on the floor and he wasn't really gelling with mm. guys and there was some shit between him and Jamal Murray. So, and I'm not, you know, he's, he's defensively he's absolutely dreadful, so he probably played off the court in the playoffs. But they signed Plumlee and, and Gordon. I thought they were really good signings. And he, so if Bones dropped out of the playoff rotation, it's like, who cares? You know, they got Gordon, they got Plumlee, and then they added fucking Westbrook. And I was like, really? Yeah. Yeah. But otherwise, the, some pretty solid work. Yeah. I guess, yeah, then, I mean, Nuggets get Richard Jackson, Thomas Bryant. Yeah. 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 Good, good for depth. Uh, yeah. I can't remember one of the recent podcasts was talking about just that, like how, you know, the starting group is amongst the best, if not the best, um, in some metrics, but it is their bench where they've just had such poor production. And clearly, that was their focus around this yeah. de- this buyout, uh, this sort of buyout period. And I do think they've helped themselves a little bit. Does Plum Dog Millionaire eat a little bit into uh, Zubat's numbers or minutes? I oh, well, 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 of course, of course he does. Yes, yes, absolutely. Just uh, yeah, yeah. And, and I know Zubat isn't exactly like a a thirty five minute guy anyway, but but yes, of course he eats into his minutes a little bit because Plumlee is he's, he's having a good season and yeah. maybe they maybe they I mean they'll still start with Zubac but they'll but they'll really split those minutes. I mean he's certainly come a long way from the Denver days at you know he could do some decent stuff then. But yeah, he was still, stuff he, he can still do. do. I remember him playing and, for Team USA mm. in the desperate days <laughs> when it was. Um, White, Derek White for USA, yeah. Plumley. Yeah. I, I I like the Celtics getting Mike Muscala, speaking of Zubats. Do you? Do you think he'll I think yeah. he helps. Sam Hauser. Did they need another big white shooter? <sighs> it wouldn't be very Boston to not do it. <laughs> yeah, true. Um but Sam Hauser didn't go to Utah. Sam Hauser, <laughs> yeah. Um quite like his Quite like his game. Yeah, he's. It seems to me that pretty much any time I watch Boston, he's he's 
doing useful things. And I know it seems like the fans are always raving about him, but yeah. From a bit player. I mean, still sort of a bit player, but he's, he's totally relevant. Yeah. What other teams have done some transactions? Well, uh, yeah, well I, I guess, no, the, fuck that. The main fuck. ones are moving. Yeah. I mean, so fuck this. Does Steven Silas get fired in the off-season or before the end of the season? Um, off-season. Yeah. And, 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 and somewhat unfairly. Yes, I very much yeah. agree. Yeah. Yeah, probably in the off-season. What are you going to do? Put, bring in some kind of disciplinarian with that, that group of players? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What, what average what age of 24? Maybe it's what they need. I don't know. I don't, I don't think that really works these days. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a very subtle art that some are good at, most are not. But mm. I mean, I, I, if I'm that organisation, I'd like you, you got to meet halfway with the coach and your own approach. Otherwise, it's just a dumpster fire. Which it is. Yeah. 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 We way off. I, I don't know. I, I mean, of course, they'll like, always if find we, a coach, but. I, like, it's, clearly like gonna be, gonna... it's clearly going to be Shingun's team. But I think it's quite obvious. Well, yes and no. I get what you're saying from the yes point of view, but it's also a guard league, you know? So it's going to be hard for it to kind of not be Jalen Green's team. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's Kevin you know? Porter. Yeah, yeah, I know. And he's, yeah, but it's it's such a guard league. It's, yeah. it's hard to... Yeah. Do you know who I feel sorry for on that team? Tari mm. Eason. Like we still managed play. to shine. Yeah. Still managed to shine. So somehow we still managed to. I feel a bit sorry for Tate. Mm. I sort of like him. I feel like he'd be such a useful piece for some teams. Like even imagine him as like that that fifth guy on Phoenix or something. Yeah. Mm. It'd be it'd be very handy to any team that was making a run. It'd be very helpful yeah. to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it fits those types of spots quite nicely. Anyway, that's sort of all I had for a couple of movers and shakers as we, as we wind down. It would be uh, it would be great to do another pod, sort of bef- obviously before the season winds up and just see where things are at at that point. Yeah, now. I think sort of, what are we, 23rd of February today, probably end of March, sort of start of April. Yeah, yeah, a little bit just of just before the long know, weekend. You, you come into <laughs> you come into award season as well, you yeah. know, and and it'll have a clearer picture of how teams are looking going into the playoffs before perhaps doing playoff preview type stuff after that. So all of a sudden we're talking along those lines. It's we're two thirds of the way through, just like that, or three quarters really. So before we go, what are your keys to the game? Well, we normally call it the keys plural. Keys, today yeah, I'm calling keys it of the, the game. Key, the, the key. Today I'm calling it the key of the game. Yeah, we're going the key to the singular. Yeah. Yeah. The key of the game is stop load managing. Fair. That's it. That's the tweet. <laughs> Send it. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Your turn. Mine is also singular. That the team that scores the most points in the paint is going to win the game. Wow. Like it's 1988. <laughs> well, I was just thinking of Charles Barkley saying it on In the Paint. 
Samson to Olajuwon, sure. back to Samson. <laughs> Such a great VHS if you've never seen it. Listeners go out. Hey, find and if you don't somewhere. have a VHS, if you don't have a VHS, it's actually on YouTube. NBA Even better. in the paint. It's from like, what, 95 or 96 or something? Around that. People around Please. our age will know what we're talking about. Yes. But if you haven't, in the paint. It's a, it was like an hour documentary type Even if thing. you are of our age and haven't seen it, please go and watch it. Yeah, like David Robinson, Shaq, Charles Barkley, that kind of era. Yeah. Talking about you know, playing in the paint. It's, it's classic. Brilliant. I like it. I like that community. Oh, yes. And that uh, brings us to the end of this podcast. So thanks uh, for coming on tonight, Mike. Yeah, uh, thank you for having me on. No worries, and uh, we will be back around the end of March to bring you our thoughts and what might be happening rolling into the playoffs and, of course, the award season, spelt S-E-D-N. <laughs> and, and on that, have a good evening and uh, shout us to listen next time. Ciao.